We Like Dota is brought to you with the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Yul Raven, Samson Magnuson, Nathan Johnson, RX Cowbell, Monster, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Icebug, Titus Andromedon, Paul Turner, Jeff Peterson, Zeke, Straw Cab, That Charlie, Zach, Yanni, Darkstorm Dota, Pistol Pete, and Matthew Evans. If you'd like to join the list of patrons, head on over to WeLikeDota.com and follow the links to our Patreon. We Like Dota episode 377 starts now. Welcome, listeners, to a romantic edition of We Like Dota. Yes, I am your host, Jim, and on this St. Valentine's Day, I am recording with Sam. Hola, how's it going? Good, how are you? I just just came home uh, from the pharmacy. I bought my wife uh, a box of, a heart-shaped box of chocolates, one hour before the pharmacy closed on Valentine's Day. It was the last one in the store. I'm romantic. How about you? I, I uh, just came back from uh, the <laughs> exhaust repair place and <laughs> the grocery store and Italian uh, bistro or whatever. Or mm. We picked up Valentine's Day food for my family. And uh, my partner is working because she works in a restaurant and it's Valentine's Day. Ah, yes. And, and we just came back from vacation, so we're, we're forgoing um, Valentine's Day stuff. Although she gave me a, a bar of strawberry chocolate. Ooh. Um, like like the with like freeze-dried strawberries on there from Trader Joe's. It's pretty good. Uh, that stuff's good. Where'd you guys go on vacation? We went to Vieques, uh, an island off of Puerto Rico. Uh, oh wow it was my second time um and her first um yeah it's really beautiful um very laid back chill island um people there are great weather was pretty good you know definitely better than icy philadelphia yeah we had some dreadful weather when you were gone (laughs) yeah no i i know i kept people kept telling me they would they would text me just to be like man the weather here sucks and i'd be like yep the the worst i've had to deal with is a little bit of rain so, you know, I'm living the life, or was at least. Now I'm back on the grind, working six days next week. Oof, oof. Also, the grind. Uh, back to Dota. You were living the life, and now you've you've returned. Yeah, I got the itch <laughs> at the end of vacation. So, back. Did you? Glad to be back. Yes. Do you feel that? I feel that. I do. I definitely do. I was I was playing a lot of Pokemon while I was on vacation, but that's not the same. No. So let's head into feelings uh, and learn how Dota made you feel since you've returned from your tropical paradise. All right, Jim. How was your week? Or couple weeks or, you know, whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, it was good. Sorry, I just took a bite of the chocolate about my wife. Um, <laughs> we had, uh, we just finished a WLDL series. All right. Yeah, we got, um, 
We're in the six-team double elimination playoffs down in the casual division. Which is great because it's like a million games. Um, and we played against Top Bots, who is uh, RX Cowbell uh, and some nice people. He's, what he's, position is Rex Cal playing for that team? You know, in both the games, he played mid. Or in all three of, our, all three of the games, he played mid. Mm-hmm. When we played him last time, I think he played safe lane. Um, but they've had... Like they one of their guys uh, had to leave the well not leave the team but he was uh, away for a couple weeks because I think his his family um got COVID but from what I understand they're all uh, doing all right. Good to hear. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And so he had a, he had a couple stand-ins and I feel bad because you know we we scheduled the match and it was gonna be Friday night and then uh, one or two of the people had connection problems. Uh, two of the people had connection problems because they lived like near each other. Mm. It was like a regional outage, and uh, the poor top bots were like, "Oh, we could, we could play tomorrow. <laughs> could you guys play tomorrow? I think we'd only have one standing if we played tomorrow." And we were just asking around, and we we're all talking. It was Friday night, so it was like the weekend. It was the the following day, and we were all like, "Well, we'd have to have four or five standings <laughs> to play tomorrow." Yeah. <laughs> like, like we we probably could have arranged Saturday, like with with notice, but obviously no one had notice, and and they were they were good sports. They found another uh, stand in, and they and they managed to get five people together, four from the regular lineup. So it was it was pretty good. Yeah, you take those. Yeah, uh, it was a good series. The first game, I I think I can talk about it, even if future opponents uh, do listen to the podcast, because the casters pointed this out the first game they let uh prater our mid player have dark willow mid Hmm. and uh he finished the game with 33 kills oh my god (laughs) and uh the the casters are actually two other people uh ports and gabe from our division and ports is like i am never letting them have dark willow (laughs) if uh if we have to play against them so that was game one. Uh, it was the standard Prater Dark Willow game. But one thing that happened, and I was talking uh, with Zach about this a little bit afterwards. I think I've even mentioned this on the podcast before. Sometimes I don't see Ethereal Blade or Ethereal Form oh, effects. Yeah. What is up with that? I don't know, but it happened. Um, I was playing Faceless Void, and I went in on Cowbell's Grimstroke. And he had an ethereal blade, mm-hmm. but I didn't know. And so I was just kind of like wandering around him for a couple seconds. And the whole team showed up and killed me, which would have happened even if I knew he was ethereal. So it didn't really matter. But um, I noticed it happened. I was like, "What? what's what's going on? And X2, my teammate, also said he didn't see the ethereal form effect. Um, and what about in the replay? I didn't watch the replay. I guess I oh. could. That probably makes sense. I could probably load the replay a bunch of different times to see if I there's some pattern to it. But it was pretty un- unfortunate. And so I bought a nullifier, and it sparked like an endless nullifier discussion in the Discord, <laughs> in the WLDL Clips uh, channel. Yeah, and I then like a nullifier, by the way. Uh, 
I <laughs> I want to think it's good, and we're missing something. Mm. <laughs> I think Sacred Relic's like way too expensive right now. Yeah, that's not fun. Because it's just at any point in the game, it's three thousand eight hundred gold. You're not like doing more for your hero. The yeah, I think the problem is there. There's like two problems, right? Is that it has to be bought on a hero that um, really primarily and like kind of only needs damage yeah. and like a little bit of control and like mitigation. And the the second part is more about the active and like it is the most arguably the most effective locked like single target lockdown tool yeah. and like killing tool in the game currently and that means that it's almost unfun because it counters (laughs) all of the like skill it's like skillful reaction um like decision making uh chances Mm, that the enemy has like it you're not allowed to go scepter you're not allowed to force staff you're not allowed to you know be oracle w'd or something like you know none of that can happen Hmm. um and so you just kind of die and that's kind of where the item is now, I feel like, where it's like a, a steamroll item where you, it's it's bought either preemptively to, like, snuff out any possible uh, fail states mm. um, or re- reactionary um, to end the game. Like when there's a Pugna or somebody buys a Ghost Scepter and E-Blade uh, on a high priority kill target. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how that's how I've used it. I've I've only bought it a couple times. I think both times on Faceless Void. Once against a Pugna, when I also got the bug and I couldn't tell what was happening in team fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I couldn't right click people, and then then this game against Cowbell and and, and in, like the final fight kind of as we were taking their high ground. I just like nullified him preemptively. <laughs> I was like, I don't know <laughs> if he's ethereal right now. But I'm next to him, so I'm just gonna hit him with this and and kill him. It deals damage too. I'm pretty sure on 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 hit. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like sixty or ninety damage or something crazy. Huh? I could be wrong. Maybe that is no longer in the game. But no. I feel like it oh. does so much damage, and the the active is so good. It should be good, but I just never figure out where to buy it. It doesn't deal damage on attack. I feel like uh, it did at one point, but it but it does uh, reapply the slow. So like, it's good whether they have something that can be perched on them or not. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Like if you have it, just like completely locks down people if you're brood mother because they're getting attacked every tenth of a second or whatever. Oh oh yeah, that, that's dirty on that hero. But I think yeah. I think that's something that, something that's been not explored to my knowledge yet. Um, but mm. could be really good is just like a casual helm. I mean, people have been buying helm obviously on this patch a lot, yeah, because it's so value. But it it's built on heroes that can uh, very easily build it into helm dom or um, into an armlet, yeah. And the the other item obviously it builds into are like crimson and uh, nullifier. So. Maybe there's and yeah, that's it, right? Yeah, this so. is four. I was looking at it before, yeah. Hmm. So 
there's definitely heroes that could build nullifier that wouldn't traditionally build a helm in the early game but maybe you know if the null, nullifier item became better and could be therefore earlier or if there's like a game in which you believe that you will reach that point like an early helm into a late nullifier sounds kind of nice um if you can afford yeah. the slot yeah okay Here, here's an idea okay I'm sure it's bad, but it might be, like, not griefing. Or maybe it's good, but griefing. Either way. You get a pretty, a relatively early nullifier on Marana as a core. Ooh. Because she uses just straight damage if she gets a shard, because then she has guaranteed crits at a really high attack speed. Okay. Okay, I'm into it. I, I, if we if we're transitioning now, I can transition into the maybe the most unique pub of my week, which was okay. a mid game, which Ooh. would you know be the perfect condition for this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I I picked this. I was playing a game with uh, backwards and Diani. Um, I last picked Marana when we had a safe lane TA because I knew we needed something that was more active. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. That was also like kind of self reliant because we didn't have like a lot of like uh, we had a brewmaster but not really a lot of frontline otherwise and mm-hmm. um, wanted to be in and out and then specifically this was last picked but I liked the matchup because uh, they picked a Medusa so I could take the mana break talent which was useful in the late hmm. game and um, you can in lane avoid the Mystic Snake pretty easily with leap. Oh, does it like, like disjoint projectiles? No, but the the jump is determined when the la- like when the uh, snake hits the the creep, right? Oh, and wh- okay. And in order to build up the damage, you want to bounce it on the creeps. So right. Medusas will cast it on like you know when the creep is like I think it, the jumps go up per level. So you yeah. can, you might want to cast it like halfway through the wave on the first cast um but then like ideally it bounces to the all the way to the to the ranged and then to you maximal yeah. damage um but for marana you can just kind of prevent that but anyway you get you get far enough away so it doesn't find mm-hmm. you as a target is what you're saying right yeah, exactly okay. gotcha yeah. um so i ended up going like windlace uh bottle falcon blade treads mm-hmm. like in you know random order yeah it was kind of all over the place because i'm not a very good mid player um, into Maelstrom to farm, BKB to like fight and be a presence with the my TA's timing. TA just got Blink and Aegis around mm-hmm. the same time I got BKB, and then <coughs> sorry, um, and then I like Dragonlance on Murana because otherwise you have to be like two in the fight. Mm-hmm. And then the shard is like I didn't get it at twenty because I didn't feel like I could man up which is what the crit is really good for because right. you have to use the leap aggressively in order to like really benefit from the crit. <laughs> um, and then I went Mjolnir satanic to like really just destroy this Medusa. But yeah. in the late game, I was like, there was a point at which um, we took their racks and then backed up enemy. Like my allies TP'd across the map to go like fix waves elsewhere. I pushed out, like one wave bottom, like halfway through the halfway through the lane, and um, the enemy sniper, like twenty five seconds later, 
starts uh, channeling the outpost. <laughs> and I was like, uh, what are you doing, buddy? And <laughs> immediately send an arrow like that's like, you know, close to max range. Hit him just as the the, out, the channeling's supposed to finish. And like with one cast of leap, you know, murder his face. And because it, like the, the attack speed, especially if you get the talent. Yeah. Um, is ridiculous like it's like a wind ranger level uh <laughs> attack speed without any kind of negative modifiers but you actually get a crit and you're a hero that deals a shit ton of damage assuming yeah. you build the right way so yeah i shredded people um and we won that game so it felt good I, nice yeah i really i want to play marana as a core because i have good cosmetics for her you should do it yeah maybe i'm I'm a fan. I think mid lane is like the non-griefing way to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Um, but yeah, um, because you can rotate and you're like helpful, like with levels, basically. Yeah, true. Um, you, your talents are good. Um, and then I guess, is there anything else you want to talk about in your weekend dodo? I, I know I hijacked it a little bit. Oh, no, no, it's all good. Let me think. <laughs> uh... I mean, just like the other two games, the second game, and then like, so the first game against Top Bots was, uh, Prater going off as Dark Willow and going like 33 and 5. Mm-hmm. The second game was just like a draft loss. Uh, oh, they no. just, they kept banning all the jump heroes. And then we just didn't get rid of Sniper. Mm-hmm. And we didn't pick any jump. <laughs> And like Ooh. like ten minutes into the game, we're like, "Oh," <laughs> which is like yeah. a it's a very standard kind of feeling on our team. Like there's games where we're just like, "Oh, we can't kill the PL." Um, I I still think a couple other things had had broken our way. We could have gotten back in that game. We had a we went Drow Venge Luna. So if we had won one team fight. We would destroy all the buildings in about two minutes. Um, it's true, but you need to, you got to have a lot of compensating team fight on the other heroes. Yeah, pairing. they did well enough. Yeah. <laughs> they, they crushed us in that game. And then game three, we just went with, uh, again, some pretty uh, standard heroes that we play. We had Brewmaster, uh, Wraith King. I took out the, the old Wraith King. Hmm. And we just, we won in a, you know, one of those games where you just kind of go from objective to objective and it works for you. Um, but Topot still gets to play. Uh, they're going to play against Free Agent 2. We have a game coming up. I'm going to miss it because I'm going to be on vacation this weekend. Um, Hell yeah. Where are you going? Uh, my in-laws, they're renting a house. They got an Airbnb up in Mystic, Connecticut. Oh, nice. Yeah, Good there's like a, yeah, probably will. It's it's there. It's not far from the house. And then they have a uh, there's some bakery that's very famous apparently in Mystic. Uh, so we're all psyched about going to the bakery and and my it's, I think it's I think it's honestly gonna be the first time my mother and father in law have had their whole have had all their children in one place since the pandemic began. Wow. Yeah, so they're gonna be very happy, and we're all we're all healthy and and we're not gonna be like. Going out, we're just going to be hanging out in this house, so it should be a, a nice, relaxing time. But I'll probably be sneaking uh, views of my team on my phone oh. as they uh, 
as they play a rematch. The other thing about casual division is like every game is a rematch. Oh, yeah. Because there's only six teams. <laughs> I think that there's still some, maybe one or two teams we didn't play in the in the Champions Division or whatever. Hmm. Um, uh, I forget the actual name of the division. I don't think that's it. Um, competitive. That's what I, I think you're champions. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but no, our series was um, a rematch that went way differently than previously. Um, but good, a positive different. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was. It was. Um, it was definitely an improvement from our last showing against Squid. Although I think we had one good game against Squid, like where we went like to forty-five minutes or something, and it was very hmm. tight until the end. Um, but this one, we went. One two, so we ended up dropping out of the upper bracket in the semifinals. Um, to credit to four leads plus squid, but we did take the first game off of them, which yes. I feel like I feel like to to not to um, brag or anything, but uh, we we did the opposite of your team in that we <laughs> snuffed out. Uh, squid's draft strategy really really ah, well i think nice. I, i'll take most of the credit here because i think that <laughs> arian sometimes uh fumbles the bag on bands um, okay like he'll he'll hit like you know of the first five bands like four of them will be perfect and then one of them will just be kind of like not very well thought out or like we'll immediately use it when we run out of uh you know regular yeah. time and non-reserve time because you don't want to use any reserve time but sometimes it's worth it to just use like a few seconds to make sure that's what you actually what you want to ban because you can screw yourself pretty hard um mm-hmm. so the the pick the bands from uh four leads plus squid were aa spirit breaker in the first round and then we banned ta od because they had a stand-in that we knew played ta uh mm. squid plays ta and squid plays od and we don't want to see that hero ever again um and no one does yeah never um so we picked disruptor pango whatever they picked an inch dazzle and at this point we didn't really have much of an idea about their strategy other than they're probably gonna look for an alchemist here so we banned that we banned a huskar because you know they're picking dazzle um they have some heal straps going on yeah and then we banned pl um I think, and that's like, that's like where, you know, uh, Arian, like that's, that was all Arian's drafting pretty much. Um, okay. With like the occasional help from us. And then uh, Squid Band in the second round, Axe, Wyvern, Tusk, and then picked Wraith King. And I like immediately like alarm bells going off. And I'm just like, like screaming over voice chat before anybody can get anything else. I'm like, like this Wraith King is not the carry, please not the carry. This is, this is like a total bait here. They're trying to get you to invest into this. All of their bands indicate that they don't give a shit about this Wraith King and that they're protecting some backliner. So then we, with the, I guess the turn or whatever in the second uh, round where we have the 16, 17 pick, um, as uh, first pick, um, we picked Sand King Pudge mm. to like ensure that we had backline disruption and uh, some amount of tankiness, like 
that or like a way to get uh me like me out basically on pango if i roll <laughs> because if they right. pick some sniper we you know i'm just kind of gonna die <laughs> right uh which is not what you want your rolling thunder to be and then they pick J- uh jug and legion and we picked an ursa um, yeah. we rolled them high key in this first game that's awesome um we won two lanes like very solidly our safe lane was a little bit slow but it didn't really matter like it was a pretty good like recover ursa game honestly and nobody beats Ench core in lane right yeah um, it's like kind of a given uh and yeah i think like we just styled on them and it felt good they were going like they went for a five like all of their heroes had heals i think was their draft ah. condition and they also built Midas's on all of their heroes but yeah, for being you see that yeah for being average 2k above us you know <laughs> i feel like that's pretty good and and yeah, uh notably definitely. uh not not notably very sad actually kelly was asleep um so toto not playing with us um <laughs> instead we had uh comedy bronze the first game so we ah, won okay. with like an average like i don't know 3.5k stack to like 4k stack probably nice so that's that's pretty nice um, yeah definitely yeah and then the next game was a bit of uh was a bit of a mess i think that we didn't parse their draft very well um mm-hmm. like as a team at least uh they ended up running a safe lane tide mid storm and like an offlane clock that was honestly the more annoying part of the equation Um, because uh both squid and uh (laughs) and clam burglar their offlaner built an orchid um the clock being the orchid buyer at 12 (laughs) minutes so storm was able to buy midas before the orchid delaying that timing but the clock was able to run in honestly more consistently than the storm and i just kind of died a lot and didn't have a lot of plays against it as this as like a visage four in a non like rolling game so i just built first item bkb which i got at 30 minutes yeah it didn't feel very good um yeah i would would guess that It, it like kept it kept me alive, but I don't know. We we were like all over the place and had like some a lot of communication issues this game, I think. Um and kind of missed our window on a draft that has a bit of tempo. Um so Yeah, it looks like it'd be a fun everybody just run at them draft that you guys have. Yeah, but that's not how we played it. Oh. We farmed too slowly on a couple of the cores i'd say especially this huskar not to like play marion but like watching a, like I, I haven't watched these back but just watching casually in the game i think was uh, focused on rotations and kills in yeah. a situation where huskar i think for a while has mostly just been a power farmer for like the first 15 to 20 minutes of the game and then you hit a point where you just don't stop running around killing people because yeah. it's impossible to deal with you because you've because um, you've gotten armlet bkb and eggs and once you hit that at like 
20 something minutes like then you're golden because nobody on the field can deal with you um right. storm doesn't have the mana pool to kill you and you know the 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 exorcism from their death prophet is like less scary things like that um, yeah so game three was honestly closer than it appears i feel like we kind of tilted out of the game at some point uh-huh. um which is unfortunate because we because we really had um good chances to win this game and like a lot of turn potential um they uh credit to the to the goat lane uh zach and i won our lane pretty handily against mm-hmm. a against an omni knight carry <laughs> yeah it doesn't look like he had very much fun no 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 no. i think he became uh more of a support off lane as the game went on and i mean they <laughs> laned it because the jakiro uh obviously has kind of a rough time against it but the way the place that omni is in and the place that jakiro are, are in are very <laughs> different places and the yes. heavenly grace spell is not that good for a core that needs it to like purge himself and sustain himself um yeah i would imagine if you're a safe laner um the safe lane omni going up against jakiro dawnbreaker would not be pleasant no no i mean (laughs) and and uh i think distance was their stand-in uh standing in for fume um distance did a really good job of dodging pretty much almost all of the stuns in lane Wow. Uh, from the Dawnbreaker, which is impressive. It's not that yeah. hard. You have to, like, run into it and be bold. Um, but, uh, honestly, I think more of it was just, like, the, the chip damage was, like, really crazy with, uh, like, I think Zach maxed the hammer and I maxed, um, like, I, I went, invested a lot into Q and E, and then yeah. was, would, would, like, chip with E, and if he ever dared to purge it, then you just roll him with Q. You know what I mean? Or if you can get like a two man queue, then it puts him in a predicament where he has to decide whether, um, you know, the the low low health pool Venge is getting the purge or Omni the safe laner is getting the purge. So oh goodness, yeah, bit of a catch twenty two. I love I love Jakiro. Even I don't play this hero anymore in pubs because it's too boring. Um, but this is like what I grinded to get to the MMR I'm at now. Have like two hundred yeah. plus games on it. I also didn't know what to build in this game because nothing helped me survive, really. So yeah. I just went blink pre twenty minutes on Shikiro, um, which I think was actually pre- pretty sick because I it kind of prevent it like gave me a range uh, to get out of Spear huh. Breaker, like charges and yeah. to. Like, th- like, this team is set up in a way where if I get gone on, I just die. So I need to not get gone on and then come in when I need to. Um, and I can also dodge things like the uh, stun from Venge and the meld strike hits and stuff. Yeah. So. Looks like a good Jakiro game, to be honest. Yeah, there was a time... Uh, I don't know exactly when it is in this game, like, if you look it up. But um, TA, Colonel Squid, went 20- 24 and 5. And was like definitely MVP of the game, but uh, we were able to murder him at a couple points. Like hmm. he did not feel um, like undefeatable, right, um, right, or invincible. 
like it was like we got a nice like kunkka combo and maybe a dawnbreaker combo with like maya spells and he just got shredded like 100 to zero um yeah. went mostly damage and even with the i think even with omni buffs and such like it was actually pretty insane um and and we were we were nearly dead even 1k advantage um at 30 at like 30 minutes so nice was ursi uh on kanka planning to purchase a divine rapier um it was i think on the quick buy at the end of okay. the game i don't think we right. got there but yeah it, it's like not really like against ta it's kind of it doesn't feel that good and, and omni knight um there we had a lot of a lot of trouble picking this last pick um we didn't really feel that confident in any of the picks given to us huh and i think it, like it the like kunko was okay i don't think it really contributed nor uh like took away from this game yeah and like in like the the end result like ursi played well got hit combos and like kept us in fights but mm-hmm. like the rum buff we didn't particularly play off very well um we didn't like uh it's not like we were setting up fights with like kunkka starting with an x marks from long distance and then we charge in like i think how kunkas usually play N- mm-hmm. nor were we really benefiting from this cleave so it felt like this was just the only thing left. They banned all of Ursi's heroes, pretty much. They banned uh, <laughs> their bans were after uh, Sanking Bloodseeker to prompt a Pango ban from us. Uh, they banned PL Naga Ursa Slark and Ricky. Oh which was, yeah, which I'm pretty sure was a cover for Darkseer, so we banned that. Oh yeah, yeah. Colonel Squid likes the Darkseer. Yeah, he does. Um, he was in a, a game leap video. Oh, really? Playing Dark Seer. Yeah, he was in a pub with Speed. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, and Speed was talking about Gyrocopter, and I saw in the background Colonel Squid run by. I'm like, I was like uh, uh, Leo in that GIF image. <laughs> I know that guy. Like holding up the cigarette and the beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without I the cigarette. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I, I feel like Dota. I mean, for better or worse, like. Um, and maybe this is just like my personal perspective, but feels like it's just shrinking and getting smaller and smaller of a world, like where I consistently start to know and recognize people in like, <laughs> uh, like these like viral YouTube videos. I'm like, if that's an NA, there's like a one in five chance. Like I've been in a pub with somebody in that game you know? <laughs> and even, even with like high level people. Right. Cause at this point I'm playing a bunch of immortal players and like, that's a pretty limited pool um in some ways so like yeah you're gonna get through that um i play in leagues that like yeah feel like yeah. a lot of those players tend to go to so yeah it's true i think all that league play you have probably yeah. prompts a lot of that what are we what are we at now i'm, I'm wondering what i also I, I'll, I will give a shout out quickly to uh extraordinary garbage eg whom i stand stood in for and Ooh. played i think my first uh one position game oh nice competitively with what hero did you play luna and it was uh pretty atrocious although i i don't really know what i would have done to like fix this game necessarily but i i liked my (laughs) i liked my pick 
Um, cause I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing on, on one position that well. So I'm kind of just like making it up as I go along. And I picked Luna cause I felt somewhat comfortable on it and they picked a Dawnbreaker and, uh, I wanted a, a non melee hero that could cancel the stun or like get out of the stun. Yeah. Somehow. So I did that. It works. Yeah. I lost my Luna game too. So. I think that Luna's not in a, an amazing place and is like is usually like it feels like Luna's not the best at anything right now. <laughs> yeah. And so it feels like when you're picking her it's because the other option was banned. <laughs> or like you don't feel comfortable on that hero. Like like for the for example in this game like I picked the Luna because obviously we talked about the Dawnbreaker. Um they also have a Bloodseeker um and a yeah it was a blood seeker that they picked for uh the luna so i needed something that could just kind of stand its ground and fight yeah and like not necessarily care about a silence um yeah i don't know i did funny wanna things <laughs> <laughs> want to head over to the news yeah let's do it <laughs> <laughs> to read the future, I need entries. All right, I don't think there's too much news. Uh, last week's news segment, because Arian covers Team Tickles, he's our senior Team Tickles correspondent. His was that Team Tickles got picked up by Gaimin Gladiator, and I okay. think Gaimin is not a betting site. Is that correct? Guy or is it? Or is it a bad site? <laughs> I I'm in. No idea. I don't. I have not been watching any of this. I've totally checked out of Professional Dota TVH. I'm, okay. I'm saving all of my Professional Dota for this weekend. Okay. It. I don't. I can't tell what they do. But I can't tell what most software companies do. They um, really try to disguise it. Feel like <laughs> which is good i mean you you know a company does something very <laughs> very straightforward and good if you can't figure out what they're doing when you can't differentiate whether it's uh service or fraud <laughs> yeah yeah the lines between those are, are frequently blurry anyway yeah uh nowadays but i i don't think they're like uh a bookie at least um so gaming gladiators they won they beat Liquid in the grand finals of the, the Western Europe DPC regional final, or whatever it's called. Let's go Team Tickle. Yeah. It was uh it was like we like Dota uh talismans up against one another. Gaiman Gladiators has a celery or beautiful vegetable boy, and then Liquid has Insania, uh one of my other favorite players. It was great. It's like Europe. You know, there's these like odious characters in Europe, like teams with like puppy and ice ice on them. And uh, these guys won. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's like the, the, the real hero story we needed out of Western Europe, which is otherwise a, a dearth of culture and uh, humanity. Am I right? It's yeah. rough. I mean, it's at, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, the Dota scene can can finally cast its eyes onto the the better part of Europe, and that's Eastern Europe. Yes, um, coming up this weekend. 
yes, uh, Sam, our senior Eastern Europe correspondent. Who you got? So there are four, I think just four teams, right? Because it's four teams per region. Um, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, first matchup is Team Spirit versus Hellraisers, which Team Spirits look dominant in, like, within the region, surprisingly. Yeah. I kind of ex- expected them to slip up a little bit. Um, but I think that they dropped a game at one point. Like, I don't think they're totally undefeated. <laughs> Um, Hellraisers is kind of the underdog in this situation. Um, I don't expect them to win this series. Um, okay. and I don't think that they get another chance to play, but, um, and, but like they have a shot. This, this team has been doing, has been like exceeding expectations quite a bit and especially mm-hmm. Limitless has looked good. Um, hmm. and then uh, the other series, which I'm very hyped for, is Virtus Pro versus Puck Champ. Which yes, I'm a big I'm a big Puck Champ fan. I like this team a lot. I think that VP is looking weaker than than they have in the past, and I think All that right. this is you know this is time for shine. This is this is time to shine. This is time for new blood. Um, Puck Champ versus Team Spirit for Eastern Europe should be the way i'm pretty sure this was the that's also the one two of the region so it is you're correct yeah it should like you know in in a perfect world go that way um but <laughs> and if there's and if there's anything we can say about the world in 2022 <laughs> it's that it is perfect yeah so just you know look forward to Hellraisers versus vp <laughs> Yeah, an Eastern Europe in shambles. <laughs> one of them, one of them, yeah, not showing up for the game, and the other throwing for money or something. <laughs> yeah, the entirety of Team Spirit Ti winners actually uh, <laughs> engaging in some nefarious acts. No, we won't, we won't slander them. Oh. No, no. Uh, yeah, turning to the other uh, successful region, <clears throat> China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually is china playing next yeah, they, yeah they they oh that's cool yeah it was sea sa and western europe for the first weekend in february and then the second um oh word or, or by second i mean the third or whatever whatever the 18th through the 20th uh, china eastern europe and and na will be playing cool yeah looking at china's there's psg lgd in the one seed which I don't think surprises anyone. Uh, Aster in the second seed. It looks like a bunch like Ori. He was on like IG, right? Like a bunch of these guys are from got switched over to Aster at some point. Yeah, I think Ori was even maybe Vici. Oh, was he on Vici? Yeah. Oh yeah, Paparazzi was on IG, right? Mm, that sounds about right. Um, and then there's Royal Never Give Up, which has okay. That's some old guys too. There's Somnus uh, M. Chalice, Ex Nova, Chinese characters, which could be someone. Um, I, I think I think actually, like just just looking at the teams, I feel like I would be more inclined to Royal Never Give Up, RNG taking yeah. PSG in the finals than Aster, but that might be my like uh, old head knowledge you know what i mean like like yeah yeah some of these players are maybe on the decline um and i don't know anything about these uh 
these last two players from RNG, uh, Felix Chalba and uh, Gwen Experience. So, <laughs> Gwen Experience. Gwen Experience. Gwen Experience uh, with some see... other. Is that the? Uh, is that Xingzi Hua Liang, the carry? Uh, it's not Chalice. Okay, because so I'm looking the other at the. Core. Oh, are you looking at client? Yeah, on R- on RNG. Okay, yeah, I'm looking on Liquipedia. Oh, okay. No, I'm ju- I'm using their their registered valve oh, name, which is Gwen Experience with some other uh, characters before it. <laughs> Do you like? Are you reading the Chinese? Is that what you're doing? No, <laughs> oh. no, it just says. Uh, I think it's really, really hard to see because it's like super, <laughs> super small because there's like four characters and like a squiggly line and then Gwen experience and then a star. <laughs> and that's the, the full name, which yeah, must be f- really fun to read and cast. Yeah, my favorite thing with the Chinese names is when like there's obvious like they obviously put it into a computer to read in some way and like it, mm. it punctuates it. With oh like a backwards comma or something, you're like, no, obviously that's not part of it. <laughs> like, just try to translate it. Yeah, this uh, Liquipedia says a guy with the carry who has four Chinese characters is Shengzi Hualian, which is Hualian, the son of God, a character from a cartoon. That's He's, pretty cool. Yeah, it's good. Oh, God King. I mean, there's Gwen Experience. Yeah, it's one of his alternate IDs. Feeder. Is another one possibly God King Feeder, which I really like. Uh, that, I can't tell because of word rap. Is God King not something that people would call? Um, what's his face? Sumail, or was that just the king? He was just the king. Okay, so God King is something else. I mean, this kid, this kid's pretty attractive. He's got like a a, a nice looking face. He could be God King. Yeah, he could be the God King. Why not? I I don't know him. I don't know that name either. So that's a new guy, which is kind of cool. Very, very low deaths. Playing a lot of Wraith King and Troll. Yes. Get that Wraith King. Yeah. That'll um, be fun. I hope that I get to watch some of those because China always does well and they're always fun to watch. Well, they're at 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. Uh, so, all of the uh, games from China. <laughs> <laughs> so, I might be watching... Uh, the final region. North which, America. Yes. Which has Quincy Crew against four Zoomers. Uh, four Zoomers is the uh, sacrificial lamb in the group of four <laughs> in the yes. three-team region known as North America. Uh, Quincy Crew won. Uh, Team Solo Mid, which was undying and is now TSM, is in second. Uh, but, of course, in third is Evil Geniuses, uh, who look like they might actually be playing well again, finally. Uh, although, who, no one knows who their wall flaner is going to be, right? Because Nightfall may or may not play. Or is he playing? Oh, yeah. Nightfall, I remember that. Um, I don't. I haven't heard the update. But yeah, my understanding is that MSS is standing in. Yeah. And they, like they looked, that. like, really good with MSS, so. Yeah. We'll <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, bring it home, Quincy Crew. Come on. 
Let's yeah, we'll see what happens. I think EG is going to win. I think they're just going to be like, whatever. At some point, the uh, the money wins out. Yeah, yeah. I I really hope not. I'm, I'm <laughs> down with EG. Down with the the old guard of Dota. Yeah. To rest. Yeah, who would I root for? I I, mean, I guess like my heart would probably root for uh, Team Solo Mid. Like Dubu. Everyone likes Dubu. Yeah. Ryle. I mean, they have a guy named Tomato. That's cool. Yeah, I, I mean, Undying's definitely uh, the new team to look to, but I think right now, like, it's hard to to doubt Quincy Crew and to, like, yeah, true. put disrespect on their name when they have gone 6-1. and one Yeah, I mean, they, they did. Um, like, with, a, with a totally new roster that everybody doubted. Yeah, that's true. So, they lost Ponlo their, their... God? Yeah, maybe. I gotta represent Ponlo probably after picking on him for a whole episode a couple weeks yeah. ago. Oh, I, I like like a year ago when the, the was it the Singapore major? I think I I had a whole bit on the on the pod about how I thought it was Ponlo <laughs> going to the major, and I was like re- I was like hyped up like screaming and shouting and hollering on the podcast and arian just like chimes in like 30 seconds later like oh it's not ponlo it's polo's son you idiot <laughs> and i was like wait are you telling me there's another southeast asian player with a p that i can't like like differentiate what and also and also i mean at the time people would thought that ponlo was going because he was also in the country at the time and like ah. was being rumored like there was like and was like was adding <laughs> was adding uh who even was it like i guess it was probably it was it was an mss team i believe so probably quincy crew ah. um, but yeah there there was uh there was there was a lot going on then I, I, nice. I don't I, I, I forgive myself <laughs> for, that, <laughs> for that incredible sin of being wrong on the podcast. I know, like it, it's so out of character for us. <laughs> yeah, nothing we ever say is wrong. <laughs> no, definitely not. We're god kings in our own right. Yeah, let me guess. Actually, I'm probably gonna miss all these games too because I'm on vacation. I'm not gonna oh, sit yeah. around and watch four zoomers. I'll watch. I'll watch uh, afternoon mercenaries. But I'm not yeah. gonna watch uh, four zoomers against solo mid. I think including TI, I've watched more of the We Like Dota League than I have uh, professional Dota. Yeah. Oh, in- include yeah. I, I watched <laughs> a lot of TI, but after TI, I think definitely We Like Dota League. I mean, we like I... Dota League and, and uh, IXDL pubs. <laughs> yeah, it was wait. always late at night. They're really good. I haven't watched like any of them. Are you watching like on YouTube or in client? I was watching them. Uh, like people would stream them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gunner would always stream his IXDL pubs. Okay. And he seems like not offensive. <laughs> yeah, <Gunner laughs> maybe <seems> he is. Nice. <laughs> maybe he'll. I'll get milkshake ducked, but he seemed uh, pretty nice. And so I'd watch his streams, and uh, they were always pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's it seems like something I want to get into, but honestly, I just haven't had as much time for Dota as I want. And when I do, it's like being being torn between uh, practicing with two different teams that I'm on, uh, yeah. casting for the league, 
yeah uh, keeping up with like uh scheduling and draft and like draft prep for one of the teams i don't know kind of both of the teams it's like all a mess so my dota yeah. team is like very very thin right now um but but i do want to watch more of it so i'll keep an eye out yeah yeah it's fun i think they might be starting again at some point oh good That's yeah is it time. like in between seasons probably yeah like a lot of the players i think are probably getting ready for this yeah because like who is it crit had some like I oh, know Jerax had like an ungodly win rate in IXDL. He was like, he had like an eighty-five or ninety percent win rate or something. What uh, a guy not, coming back out of retirement. <laughs> he plays like a couple pubs, doesn't do that well. Everybody flames him. He loses like one series, and Sammy Boy like calls him out on the stream, and then he uh, he turns. I had to, I don't know. I just feel like they're like a juggernaut, like waiting in the shadows. Yeah, it's like it's like the same thing as like the I don't know. I'm gonna give some like outdated sports reference, like the Yankees Ooh. or the Lakers or yeah, something. Yeah, right. Where they're like always dangerous, even in like their worst position, is still like uphill. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no matter what, like you're still gonna have to deal with that at some point. And yeah. I mean, I don't want to say it's Tom Brady just because Tom Brady was so good <laughs> and he actually yeah. won everything, but like. For just North America, sense, sure. Yeah. Just that sense that, like, however you're going to do, you're going to have, like, you're going to have to play the, the goddamn Patriots, as I frequently call them. Pardon my French. Yeah, uh, where you, I, I remember, like, in, for the Eagles in, like, in like off-seasons, you know what I mean? Like, even when they weren't doing so well, like, to beat the Patriots, like, everybody's like, whoa. Hey, yeah. well, don't get crazy now. Like, are you sure you're not a contender? You want to go back to the top of the division real quick? Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm in football mode. Don't get me back into it. I hate the NFL with a burning passion, but football is kind of fun. Yeah, I know. I was talking about that with some coworkers today because of the Super Bowl. Well, they're like, my one coworker's like, ah, oh, like I read all these reports on how awful the league is and how the players are all dying and I, I can't watch anymore. I was like, oh, yeah, that's all true. But I do. No, I haven't watched because <laughs> I grew up with it, and I do love it. <laughs> it was awful, like, but I watched like two or three games of the past, like four or five okay. years, maybe. Oh um, wow! And then, and like literally, it's like the Super Bowl every year. But I played yeah. football in high school, and obviously watched ah, okay. a lot of football then. So yeah, it's a bit of a complicated uh, struggle. But when you've had like three or four concussions that were diagnosed you know you you're like what is this, <laughs> is this sport really necessary yeah i don't know yeah i know like yeah yeah you definitely check out bill's chiefs if you have a chance though that was it's almost like why watch football after watching the bill's chiefs game this year it's always the chiefs all the, the all the yeah, chiefs games is. amazing that's true <laughs> andy reed what a what a guy yeah, love them. Yeah. Speaking of love, we love our community. Want to head over to Noobs Ass Noobs? Yes, let's do it. Holy shit! If you want peace, you must prepare for war. If you want war, you must also prepare for war. The lesson is always prepare for war. All right, Sam, we have a few patch prediction questions. 
Uh, there's a patch coming in nine days. There'll probably be another episode before it. But Zizalis1 asks, what is your fear list for the patch? What changes would you least like to see, even though you expect Um, I can start. Yeah, you got it. They're going to do something to my beautiful green boy, my Wraith King. Oh, yeah, that hero's done for. (laughs) I know. Back to the bottom of the barrel. I'm still undefeated in pubs on him. And I love my cosmetics. And he's so easy. Maybe they'll, they'll kill this current build. Well, that's not the fearless. Maybe they'll kill this current build and Radiance will be good again. Mm. I can build Radiance on him. I, I can see that. Radiance is in a really bad spot. I don't know if I want Radiance to come back, but I kind of want Sacred Relic to come back because I like Divine and Nullifier. Ooh, Divine Rapier. Good call. Yeah, Divine's... Um, I'm a little scared of... I don't think they'll touch Divine itself, but they might lower the price through the Sacred Relic. Um, mm. I think... Like, the the things that I'm scared about, um, I think, to like, it, if it's not a Wraith King patch, it's a Void patch. Um, and Void's in a bad spot, so they're gonna buff him. And his talents make no goddamn sense right now. Um, so really? All of them are, yeah. Oh my god. Look at his talents and tell me that's not, like, the messiest thing to parse. Like... Like his twenty talent, it's either oh, God, plus so seventy weird. time lock damage or a hundred twenty attack speed during Chronosphere. I'm like <laughs> sitting over here doing like like math on the side of my tower, trying to like figure out which one I should be taking based on yeah. like my attack speed thresholds and like how many clicks am I actually landing during chrono and like does that actually benefit me and like but what happens if I get like a triple bash like <laughs> just make this hero fucking simple like I don't I don't care if you want to keep support vil- void in a build in like as a build in this game like that's kind of what the first two talents are screaming to me that they want that right. to happen that they want like uh, role variety from void but like I don't know. Just make him relevant because it feels like he, he's like only relevant for his partners right now. Um, yeah, and that's not my. That's a good point. It sounds like it sounds like I'm excited for that, but I'm not because I'm <laughs> I'm a slow void player, and this hero is very frustrating to play against. Um, that's a good, good. Yeah, I know. That's a good call. Another thing I fear, uh, a buff that I fear as I do every major patch, is Richard, uh, the stealth assassin. Because there's always going to be one or two heroes that get buffed, like, stupidly. And eventually they get nerfed in, like, a week. Like, remember that time when Slark was, like, obviously OP? Yeah. For, like, a week? Silver Edge. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there was that period, and that wasn't fun at all. And Ricky was like that, too, with that Battle Fury Ags thing. Yeah, I think Ricky had his time, and I think yeah, that maybe. it'll be a new build from Ricky. Like, I think that there, I think, Ooh. I think the secret sauce with 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 Ricky that I like should have committed to doing <laughs> the last like two times I played Ricky is just like a, a straight nullifier build. Oh, like you just go some disgusting shit like uh, Treads Yasha nullifier. 
<laughs> and like it becomes 20 25 minutes and nobody gets to play the game um yeah they wouldn't would they no no it's really hard you can even go defusal in a nullifier if like uh if just keeping them in your cloud kills them and that's all it needs to happen um yeah but what i'm what the the things I'm scared of, I guess, like, really, really scared of are them touching the things that I like and yeah. fucking with the mojo. Um, so, one, I think that they're going to do some some things to drums. We've been, we've been talking oh. about the possible things they could do. I think maybe it's been mentioned on pod, but they might revert some changes to, like, the Null Talisman Bracer Wraith Band and make them into components of larger items again. I think that's, ah. like, definitely something to consider uh valve <laughs> but uh if they do that that means that uh if they if they reverted the changes that means that bracer would build into drums again and bracer is not an item that supports build now with its current yeah. iteration and that would make drums kind of hard to purchase as a support and ah damn i love building drums and i think that they might mess with drums in another way where they might revert the... I think they might remove the charges on drum oh. um, and instead give it like a cooldown active, which would make it, again, oh. cores because it's more consistent. Yeah. But I don't... And like I think they'll probably drop the attack speed as a result, which makes the, the item like unbusted again. Which, You're working from the assumption that drum is busted, right? Oh, because it is. I mean, <laughs> okay. it's, it's like I think like like that's like that's the thing. I think that that's it's like I mean, I think it's I think it's like secret busted. A B. I think that like if you look at the attack speed in a vacuum and say, "Hey, my carry can cast this every thirty seconds or something," like that's yeah. too strong. Like that's just farming, right? Yeah. It's you just you're just really good at farming and killing things and running away at that point, and you can't be good at all of those things for a two thousand for a two thousand gold item. Yeah, I remember a while ago, uh, there was that Arc Warden build. Maybe only that guy AHW from Fourth Spirit Discord did it, <laughs> and then I did it a bunch of times because he told me about it. And I thought it was cool. Where you just go Wraith Bands, Drums, Dragon Lance, and you have a free drum because it's on your clone. And yeah, the charges don't go down, and you just like surprise people with your one hundred percent right click damage steroid. Also, there's no cool. There's no internal cooldown between drums. Like you can pop a drum, wait eight seconds, and then pop another drum or whatever. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's not like mech. Oh wow! So I mean, like, like there's a there's a there's a cooldown. Like, okay. I should phrase this in a way that makes more sense. There's a cooldown on the drum item, but ah, not on the yeah, buff. Okay. So if you have two sets of drums, you can pop them consecutively to extend the duration. Essentially. Yeah. No, that's cool. Which Another is thing good I... on Arc Warden specifically, because you can do it twice. Right. Another thing I fear is changing silencer. I feel like Silencer isn't busted anymore. He was definitely busted for a while. <laughs> He's annoying now. He's like really annoying. Yeah, there was that one period where like 
he just like at eighth level or whatever mm. did the fifteen hundred damage nuke every eleven seconds or whatever it was. Um, and they they fixed that, but I don't want them to change him so I can't play him as a core anymore because I like doing that. I think I think core silencer is here to stay. I think that yeah, probably. It, it like wasn't it wasn't creative or fun when silencer was just an R button, and I don't think that you can be just a global R button anymore. Like it's true. it's like a, like you're really limited in that. Like you'd rather a Skyrath that can at least put out damage when you're there, like and then die instead yeah. of just not putting out damage and then dying. Um, also, I I guess or I guess my my last fear is that they resurrect Zumeta, but they resurrect Zumeta in the way that they've always done, which is just, like, accidentally uh, put too much sugar <laughs> in the helm of whatever recipe. And then yeah. it's like, whoops, <laughs> you uh, you get 18 creeps that all deal 400 damage now. And I, no, 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 I don't want core <laughs> Zoo to be good. I want support Zoo to be good. Yeah, yeah, like Chan. Chen, baby. It's all about Chen or, like, Enigma Eidolons being able to, like, tank one more creep hit. Or, like... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What's some other good good support micro? Tr- Nature's Prophet, when you could just, like, send those bad boys like, like, a, like a... Maybe, like, a one gold nerf on on the their bounty. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah. You know, you could just really feed them. Um, there's Ench... Could it have some potential? I feel like yeah, underutilized. Maybe they'll add some micro in, um, and then I, I know I said my last, but I... never allow Marcy into Captain's mode. Ban this hero from the game. Oh, I would remove man. it right now. Okay, so he, uh, this this is a perfect segue uh, into. The next question by Titus Andromedon, which is what is what will be the most radical change in the coming Pake, which I assume is a, a typo of patch uh, or a miscopy. They're going to remove techies. You think they're going to remove? No, techies? No, 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 no. They won't. They just they never will. They're edging us. They are just they're trying <laughs> to destroy our souls. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely true. Please. Do you think they add Marcy? Is that the is that yeah, the radical change? That's not radical. That's coming, and I wish that they didn't. God, I hate this hero. I think yeah. I don't know. Radical. There's it's Valve. The most radical thing they could do is like add a tier six neutral. Yeah. What if they removed ah uh, fortification? Uh, that would make Zoo way too good. The yeah, only thing keeping Zoo right now is because... The extra fortification from towers mm. falling or whatever. Yeah. Although I will say, I, the, I've i played a lot of games um, where the T1 and then even subsequently the T2 towers have fallen in the safe lane, which are like theoretically the most important towers, kind of. I mean, like, the first one kind of falls no matter what, but, like, is important in the early game. Um, and then the second one has to fall for you to kind of access Roche when you're playing Dire and such. Anyway, um, 
when they fall too early, the game becomes unbalanced in a way that is not good for you. The team uh, that aggressed and took those towers oftentimes. Interesting. It's like, especially if you're not like a really, really well, if you're not really, really well versed in playing the map, you can very easily wind up in a situation where the wave is actually too far pushed into them for you to make aggressive moves onto and therefore creates like a secondary kind of like safe pocket or like waiting pool for like yeah, yeah. baby cores to like you know farm and grow up into big cores huh. um so it's like it's it's really interesting um this like tight balance of uh glyphs and fortification and uh keeping the objectives on the map for long enough to uh, maintain structure in the game because um, that I think is like been the priority of Valve is like keeping things to the lanes for most part for the most part yeah. right like we we removed a lot of the creep cutting and pulling and amassing in weird places on the map yeah and yeah, um, in, the, in the last uh, last major patch like nerfed stacks mm, in various yeah. ways. Yeah, I, I could also see a bit of a buff to the jungle. It feels like it's been uh, maybe not as strong in recent yeah. patches. Like, like it's more about clearing, how fast can you clear the lane creeps. Yeah. We know Charlene wants the jungle back. I kind of want the jungle back, but I want the jungle back for supports, baby. Yeah. Get them creeps after him. Mm-hmm. Kitten Stapler asks question. This is a good one. Why shouldn't I play Ogre Magi and buy six mangoes every game? I don't think there is a reason why you shouldn't. Mm. Why not? You ever do that? Uh, I don't know. I, I get like... I think that there's a diminishing return on mangoes because the hp regen is good but not it, it, i wouldn't even say it's good it's okay yeah it's not it's not nothing but it, it is just kind of like an investment for you to pop instantly and if you have six of them like that's like a really really crazy scenario where you need to pop all six of them without you having had the time to ferry out more regen you know, yeah. like, in like in between needing them. Like, I don't know. Um, also, because you need to determine, I think with Ogre, it's like this weird balance of, especially when you're playing him as a five, like I need to pull because I'm a support and I need to be in lane because I'm Ogre and I'm useless if I'm not in lane and hitting <laughs> and And I would argue that they're probably better builds to purely hit people than six mangoes and that your mana is probably more useful levels two and especially three uh through five than they are at level one right. so you should probably start the game with something like two branches two tangos maybe a salve like probably a salve and then you know what i mean three mangoes and then if you can afford some other statty item or like a sentry to block the camp, that's great. And then buy yourself some, like fly yourself two or three more mangoes. 
So that way you have six total for the lane, which is a good amount of mana, but you don't have it all sitting basically in your inventory without giving you any stats to actually click harder, uh, take more, take and soak more. It's true. Yeah. Yada yada. Trading is really important, and it happens on like every right click. You can like add one or two damage. It's important. Yeah, it's a good point. Like using up all your ignite on level one ignites is not as good as saving for later it also baits you into leveling ignite uh harder oh. than you should in some games oh harder than you should i thought like level one you go ignite right yeah you should in most lanes yeah, i don't think it's kinda... a requirement though okay i i i have seen the argument and have done other builds okay if you need like creep secure you can do q some some lanes is really funny. You can just bloodlust, and just <laughs> you can literally just bloodlust yourself. And sometimes it's hey, give yourself sixty attack speed. Yeah. It's better to just chase them down. <laughs> um, where like the you know what I mean, where the hundred yeah. damage from ignite is like maybe not the uh as efficient as like the three extra clicks you get from bloodlust and the additional attack speed to chase and block and potentially give to your laner. Yeah. I, I would answer his question. The reason you shouldn't buy six mangoes every game is because you have to start with a glove of haste to get your Midas quicker. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> uh, a succinct answer from Sam Trilling. Yeah. Next not, question. Not a believer. <laughs> from Jora Le Destroyer. Riot has released spin-off games from the League of Legends universe, exploring genres such as platformers, RPGs, and adventure games. I was not even aware. What kind of spin-off of Dota do you think Valve should explore? Um if, not if they made RPGs. like a if they made like a collectible card game with three lanes, that might oh, be kind of interesting. That's just please bring back Artifact. God damn, that game was so good. Was it? Yeah, I I was really obsessed with Artifact. Like, I considered dropping Dota for Artifact. It's kind of sad to say. You had, like you had a lot. chance. You could have gotten out. No, because I would have been right back here when they scrapped the game. Um, week. Yeah, RPGs, absolutely not. Uh, Valve, too complicated and too annoying to make RPGs. RPGs kind of need to be like somewhat intuitive. Or like, RPGs like like an, an MMO also requires like maintenance. Valve yeah. can do that. Yeah, I think it would be a sing- I think it would be a single player. Oh, okay. RPG. Yeah, it would be a pet project for somebody at Valve. But the problem is, would be like you would have to read like every, like there would be a tooltip description just like there is for every ability in Dota <laughs> with like an alt style too that tells you more about the thing. But there'd be that for like a thousand items, <laughs> objects, spells, etc. Yeah. And so it would be impossible to understand or comprehend. And almost anything. all of them would be correct. Yeah, except for uh, except for all of the numbers, which would <laughs> which would randomly be off sometimes. And it's like, whoops, the the uh, belt of Tarask actually gave you uh, three times damage multipliers on crits. Even though yeah. it's a plus one hundred health item, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
exactly it happened to do that like those ridiculous bugs like if uh right wasn't it if you laser someone who's spinning if you laser a spinning jug you give jug the man i know if you like i forget what it was but it was in ti i think rubik stole laser and then cast it at the wrong time on a juggernaut and it gave Juggernaut the mana from Laser. And he had what? mana to Omni Slash. Yeah, it happened in TI4. It was like some crazy bug. Like he, he lasered him at like just the wrong time. Weird. Uh, yeah, I think it was EG versus uh, that Chinese super team. Lanham was playing support jug. And uh, Artiz, I guess Artiz was playing Tinker, and he he lasered him at just the wrong time to give him enough mana to get a spin off to kill Artiz. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, but that'll happen. Four I I think I think Valve would uh, develop some kind of like dreadfully unpleasant punishing, uh, like Dark Souls platformer kind of thing, uh, and it, it just wouldn't be fun for me at all. It would have to be something like you hate yourself and that's why you play it because Dota. Like like Ben Yadneb Day, one of the original hosts of We Like Dota, once said, why do we play Dota? Is it because we think we've done something wrong and we have to punish ourselves? Yes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Just to, uh, to put it plainly, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Bourbon asks, "How should Ice Frog free us from the terror of Morphling Spirit Breaker?" Uh, uh, no, that 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 doesn't work. I don't think that works. Edit that out. Don't don't let people know about that. They're they're gonna replace it with uh, Morphling Marcy, which is going to become the oh, most annoying <laughs> pro level uh, two pick in the second round, like if they if the enemy picks any melee laner. Marcy gets a free lane, or Morphling gets to, like, not be as scared. Right-clicking. Yeah. Yeah. And Mor- then Morphs- they both Morph get breakers. to jump around. And the the dumb thing is, they can jump on each other to give each other additional attack speed and movement speed, I think, or whatever. With like, <laughs> Marcy's jump does that for some reason. And um, you don't really care about the ultimate as... Uh, morphling because it's not really how you hit anyway right although maybe it persists um although you don't really get the you don't get ultimates from morphling yeah that that would be an interesting one to test like i don't know how rubik's works i've never seen that interaction um like with what like if he steals if if rubik steals marcy's ultimate and then he uses Uh. how the attacks go off like how they base the combo basically um anyway but more importantly two marcy's jumping around and double stunning and uh manipulating you back like you know say i don't know 600 units um and also you can buff up to four heroes with uh <laughs> life steal <laughs> damage and you know eventually bkb buff magic immunity so oh my god you're right yeah so by the way free tip 
for the first week of Captain's Mode with Marcy. Morphling's probably pretty good. Yeah. That sounds fun. What happens if Morphling and I... What happens if Morphling copies Io and they tether each other? Uh, is it, it used to be a thing. Uh-huh. I think because you could also... like. It used to be a really old Dota thing because I think there was a time at which the tether continued after Morphling's morph ended. Ah. And I'm pretty sure that you would buff each other, but not infinitely. Like, it wasn't a loop, but it was, like, singularly. Like, they did, like, it did help. Yeah, because I wonder, because I I wonder this. Uh, Like, Overcharge, would they each get 220 attack speed? That'd be kind of cool. If they had eggs, because Morph would definitely have eggs. I don't know if the buffs stack is the thing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the question. I don't know. It's a good it's a good question, but maybe yeah. not one that I want to think about too hard. For, <laughs> yeah. for the ball of light and ball of water characters. Yeah. Uh a final question from Captain Insanio. Uh this is a wonderful one cuz I was just discussing it with my children. What is the best casting you've heard inside and outside of Dota and why? I'll go first, uh, give you time to, to think about it, because I, I do have a prepped answer. Uh, my favorite casting inside of Dota, I've often said, is uh, Sun's Fan and Cinderin. Uh, I think they're very funny, and I like that. Um, and Cinderin knows enough about the game, so I learn, and Sun's Fan is funny enough that I laugh. Outside of Dota, I believe the best casting is Mike Doc Emmerich, NBC's hockey guy. He was also the hockey guy for the New Jersey Devils for a very long time. I believe he's the best caster in the world of any sport. Uh, he is, like, unbelievably good. It's just, like, a constant stream of words that are, like, perfectly descriptive. Um, and he's, he's just the best. He's very old, uh, but I think he's still doing it. And hopefully I'll get a chance to watch some Olympic hockey uh, with Doc. Uh, casting it hmm. i think for what are me, your thoughts i think it's um i think it comes down to like in in dota it's probably lyrical and trent as a combo okay it's pretty wholesome yeah um i think individual like play-by-play i like moxie's casting a lot yeah um, she's good and then outside of dota i mean i guess it's more like commentating i've like I've liked the Tony Romo transition. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, as like a, as a lifetime Eagles fan, it's the, definitely the best place he's ever been. Is not on the field. <laughs> yes, um, agreed. And then I also, um, I mean, I, again, as a lifetime Eagles fan, Merrill Reese is is something else. Ah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know outside of that. Um. This has been too much football already for me. Well, the season's over. And on that note, uh, I think we could end this podcast episode as well. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for the questions. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, come to our Discord. You can find the links at we like Uh We've actually got quite a few new people coming in. 
uh, people picking up Dota, some other people bringing new people into Dota, uh, which is bizarre. But uh, if you are planning to do such a thing, I think we're a pretty good place to do it. Uh, we love playing with nice people, so if you're nice, stop by. Yeah. Uh, watch our WLDL matches. We have to uh, plug Arian's personal Twitter account, which he always does. Which is, uh, I don't even know what it is. So. At Arian underscore to Harry. I have no idea. That's actually it. Yep, that's it. Oh, wow. Know. Oh. I don't know. I'm just going to say yes. And uh, you got any plugs, Sam? Uh, you can follow me on Twitch at yeah. Strilling7. Um, I think you're fun to watch on Twitch. I'll say it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I don't. I haven't been streaming as much as obviously time, but um, I try to stream important games and shitty pubs. <laughs> and there's always some absurd stretch goal, like X number of subscriptions, and I'll like make sourdough on screen or something <laughs> yeah i did make bagels um <laughs> did 50, you? 50 followers so i think i think i put up there at one point um i'll practice karaoke on stream if i get like 150 followers but i don't know if, i don't know if i'll hold to that one maybe maybe oh. you gotta come into my chat and yell at me about it maybe i'll do it well i i ain't gonna go make sure i'm a follower because what i love most about that is the word practice you're gonna practice <laughs> karaoke well, not my, necessarily going to do karaoke. My partner's family uh, likes karaoke, so I need to have some things ready and like in the books, um, so that way I don't just. I, like last time, I just whipped it out drunk and was like, "Yeah, I can, I can do whatever song." And so I, that's how I ended up singing uh, "What's Up" by Four Non Blondes at like <laughs> eleven at night with my sister. Yes. Yes, I, I I did uh, Anarchy in the UK once in a Korean karaoke bar in Flushing, and they turned the volume down for me. <laughs> on me. They're like, people don't want to hear this. Sorry. That, it was good, though. I believe it. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm also the worst singer in uh, in the United States of America. So. Same. Oh, well, we'll have to have a sing-off. Deal. We'll do it on stream. <laughs> Arian will join. We'll do uh, 99 Luft Balloons. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I'll start studying my German. <laughs> Same. Arian has to do it in English, though. Hard mode. <laughs> yeah. Only the English parts are him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All, All right. right. See you, everyone. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.